0: Today, the Torah portion that God gives the world to read is about Jacob and Esau, and next week is Jacob's Ladder. And so the Bible says something to us, and I'm saying this slow because I want you to understand. The Bible says, let those who have eyes to see, let them see. And let those who have ears to hear, let them hear. I want to ask you to look at me, whether you're here or around the world. Next to Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior, what I'm going to teach you starting last week, this week, tonight, and then next week, and then the next Shabbat, is probably the most important message I've ever taught. I read this last week, and I just want to give it to you again. In 2 Chronicles 7, don't turn there and and look at it, Solomon has just built the first temple of God. This is the exact same spot in which Jacob had his dream with the ladder. It's where the temple mound is today. It's where the western wall is today. It's where... Right next to that is where Jesus was crucified. It's the very steps in which Peter said concerning the Holy Spirit. This is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. In all of the world, this huge universe, this huge earth we live in, this one spot cries out to the world... That the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he is our God. And this is a spot in which Jesus will return and rebuild his temple. On this spot is where the last temple will be built. Is everybody following me? This one spot in Jerusalem. On this spot is where Jacob prayed and saw the ladder. On this exact spot is where Solomon built the first temple of God. And God said, from this spot, I will answer all prayer. When I begin to study this and one scripture leads to another, I went to this scripture and God says to Solomon to tell us. He says these words. He says, when the heavens seem shut up. Now I'm thinking about, no coincidence, is the world feeling right now, economically, spiritually, the heavens are shut? God says, when it seems the heavens are shut, when it says the locust is released and it's devouring your harvest, how many people right now around america around the world in this room watching have either lost their jobs or a chance of losing their job how many people are losing their homes how many people are 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 hearing about downsizing how many banks are shutting how many businesses are shutting how many people have have made investments and it seems like they're losing it there's no word for coincidence This is the appointed time for this message. Do you have eyes to see and ears to hear? God says to tell the world, when it seems like the heavens are shut, now I know you've heard this scripture, but I want you to hear it. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, we have ears to hear as we've never heard before. God says that when it seems the heavens are shut, Listen to the words he says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven. I'm not going to run there with that yet, but God says I will hear from where? If my people here on earth will pray... God says, I will hear from, how is this going to be? I'll show you. And he says, then when you pray, my eyes will see your needs. My ears will hear your cries. And I will come if you pray and heal your land. If we would pray, God will heal the land of your home. The land of your marriage, the land of your business, the land of your investments, the land of your children. But the key is not just having a need, the key is once again, we are what Jesus said, his house becomes a house of prayer. Now, I know that we've heard of prayer, and I know that we all need to pray, and I know that we all pray. It's not a coincidence that right at this time that God is speaking this to me, God has Tiz write a book on prayer. No limit, no boundary. It's not a coincidence. Do you have Genesis chapter 27? Look with me in verse 1. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau his older son. And he said to him, My son, and Esau answered and said, I'm here. And he said, Behold, now I am old and I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game and bring it. So Rebekah went to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I've heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game. ...and make savory food for me that I may eat it and bless you in my presence of the Lord before I die. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I'm telling you. Go now to the flock. Bring me there two choice kids of the goats. And I will make savory food from them for your father such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father... And he'll eat it, and then he will bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Maybe my father will feel my arm, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on my life, And not a blessing. His mother said to him. Let your curse be on me my son. Only obey my voice and go get them. Look at verse 22. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father. He felt him and said. The voice is the voice of Jacob. But the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, and so he blessed them. Now, I know I shared this, but I want you to understand one of the most important revelations in all of the Bible and in the world today. You can change your world. Let me say that again. I'm telling you, I feel such an anointing. You are called by God to change your world. But even more important, you are called by God to change the world. Right now, right here, sitting in this room or watching by television, you are called by God to change the world. It may seem like the heavens are locked up. It may seem like devour is eating away at your blessing. But if you'll hear what God is saying right now, your world can change like this. Now listen, let me teach you here. The, the, the way of God was if a father had two sons or three sons or five sons, whoever was the eldest son, the father would lay his hands on him near his death and release the family blessing onto that son. In our scripture, Esau is the eldest son. But we know the Bible talks about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not of Esau. So as Abraham or Isaac is getting ready to die he says to Esau go bring me some food we'll have a meal 99% say it was a Shabbat meal and I will lay hands on you my son and pass on the blessing Now let me let me share with you something Esau is a direct descendant of all of the terrorism we see in the Middle East today. Now that's a bizarre thing, and I don't have time to get into that. Maybe we'll talk about it tonight. But Esau is a direct descendant. Esau actually has a link to Hitler and all kinds of bad stuff. So God knew something. God knew something about Esau's character. So as Esau was going out to get the meal, his mother and Jacob's mother comes and gets Jacob. And he says, your father is about to put the blessing on Esau. I want you to go and get a kid and bring the meal. I'll cook it and we'll take it to your father and I'll have him bless you, Jacob, instead of Esau. Jacob says to him, but... If my father lays hands on me, my brother is, is a hairy-armed man. And I'm a smooth-skinned man. He'll lay hands on me and he'll see that I'm not my brother. And he'll think that I'm a deceiver. And perhaps I'll become cursed instead of blessed. And his mother says, don't worry about that. If God curses, take it on me. I know what God is telling me to do. So he takes a skin of a of a kid of a goat of a lamb and wraps it on his arms and Isaac is praying Isaac is blind and as he lays hands on East on Jacob he says these words he says the voice is the voice of Jacob but the arm is the arm of Esau now I've, t- I've shared this with you before and I'll probably repeat this part again uh, next Sunday or whenever but there are four ways in Hebrew to study the Bible the simplest is just to read it that's called the milk but if we really want to know the truth that will set us free we have to be willing to go from milk into meat we have to go deeper into the Word of God. In English, it says, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hand or the arm is the arm of Esau. In rabbinical study, in Hebrew study, if you see something repeat itself, it is saying a mystery that God wants to reveal to you. I was telling the guys upstairs, and I said, I don't know how far I can go on this. Have you ever read in the Bible that God says, In the last days I will reveal to you the mysteries of the kingdom and, listen to this, the dark sayings? Have you ever wondered what that means? In the last days I will reveal to you the mysteries of the kingdom and the dark sayings. Well, if we think of dark, we think of evil. But that's not what it means in Hebrew. In Hebrew. When God says in the last days, I'll show those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, I'll show you the mysteries by revealing you the dark sayings. The dark sayings means those things that are still hidden are in the shadows. But in the last days, there will be a group of people, I will bring out my sayings from the shadows into the light, And you'll begin to understand the truth that will set you free are you with me so in Hebrew or in English we read in English the voice is the voice of Jacob but the hand or the arm is the arm of Esau but in Hebrew it's not written the same way we look at the word voice And in English, it says voice, voice, the same voice, arm, arm. But in Hebrew, it's spelt different. In Hebrew, it says hakal, kal. The voice is the voice. Hakal, the voice, kal, voice. It's the same word, but the second time the word voice is used, it has a little jot or a tittle that's been removed. That's why the Lord says, don't, Jesus said, not one jot or one tittle will be changed. Because in Hebrew, every word and every letter has a meaning. And so when it says in Hebrew, the voice is the voice of Jacob, the second spelling of voice means voice, but it also is the spelling in Hebrew of weak. And the word arm is changed, or hand, depending on how you translate it. And when it's changed the second time, it goes from hand, and it means the second time hand, but it also means strong. So what is God saying? He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven and come and heal your land. God says... Through Isaac, when the voice of Jacob, when the voice of my people becomes weak, the arm of your enemy becomes strong. In other words, when God's people stop praying, it opens the door and gives permission for the enemy to come in and destroy you. If we stop praying, now here's the problem. We pray, but we usually start praying when we hear about cancer. We usually start praying when our jobs are gone. We usually start praying when the fire starts. But God says you need to understand this. If my people who are called by my name, if your voice will get stronger, and stronger and stronger and stronger, the more you pray, the more in your life and in the world, darkness will be pushed back. Now, can I take you a little deeper? After, after Jacob has the blessing, Esau's angry. As Esau is angry. He's going to kill Jacob. They're in what is now today Jerusalem. Jacob is leaving. His mother and father tell him, go to your uncle Laban. There you will meet a bride. Do not marry one outside of the the Jewish people. Don't marry one outside. Jacob is leaving... And on his journey, nighttime comes, and he stops on the very spot where God said, If my people who call called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. On the very spot. There was no temple there. There was no sign there. There was no spot to Say, This is where Jacob ought to pray. This is where the temple. There was nothing. It was dirt, bushes, rocks. It was ordained by God. Jacob lays down, and he has a dream. And in the dream, he sees angels. He sees angels ascending on a ladder and descending. Now I told this last week but I'm going to say it again and I won't hit it hit it on much. Why are the angels first ascending and descending? Number 1, the Bible says that angels are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. Folks, you have more help than you know. It's just nobody's told you how to use it. You have angels and, 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 and I may in may this sometime get, but if God would just open up your eyes, if God would just open up our eyes, it may seem like we're surrounded by so great an army, but if God would open up your eyes, you would realize there are more of them for us than there are them who are against us. Do you believe that? Okay, then you need to know how to use angels. Now, I don't mean to get weird, but this is true. Angels are released every week the moment we welcome in the Sabbath. I'm going to teach tonight one of the main reasons why people don't get prosperous. Pay their tithes, give an offering, but can't break through. Can I give you a hint? Give us this day. If you didn't pray that yesterday, God had money... Waiting, and you didn't pray it. Yeah. Give us today, all right? God has finances ready to release into your business, into your life, into your, right now. So pray this. Give me this day, me this day my, daily my daily bread. This day. This you can't you can, you can, you can pray this today, skip Monday, and get Monday's blessing. I'm, I'm sorry, but you can't do it if you want monday's blessing you got to pray when And if you want tuesday's blessing, you got to pray when see most people end up praying when the bills come in It's too late Give me It's the same thing with angels Angels are ministering spirits You know we uh, uh, we, we always talk about Demons you know, that's why I'm very, I don't usually let people testify. Because people get up and testify, and, and, and if they give a 10-minute testimony, it's eight and a half minutes of what the devil's done and a minute and a half of the answer. Absolutely. We're going to train our leaders how to give testimony. Oh, the devil was just in the devil, and I don't know why, but I guess it's because... It, no, stop that. Let your request be in honor God. I need a blessing in my business. I prayed and then all of a sudden God began to move and people began to quit rehearsing. Listen, if you read the Bible, one third of the angels fell. There are more for you. They are called in the Bible Sabbath angels. You don't release the angels Wednesday when you need them. You release them Friday on God's appointed time. Somebody say amen. Amen. Why does the Bible first say the angels ascend and then descend? Wouldn't we think the angel would first come down? No, Jacob had angels in. You got to read it in Hebrew. And I don't mean to go on this, but I feel it. Jacob's in. Israel. He has has angels of the Holy Land. He's about to step out of the Holy Land. He's about to step out of Israel into the world. And so as he's about to step out, God shows him something. His Holy Land, his heavenly angels are going up. And as they go up, his next world, his next challenge, angels, are coming down. You're about to go into a need for your health, a need for your finances, a need for your children to get saved, a need for whatever it is. And so whatever your need is when you pray, the angels are passing the baton so that you're never without the answer that you need. If you don't say, give me this day, now you may pray, give me this day today, and God releases the finances to bring you a miracle January 2nd, but if you don't pray, give me this day, my daily bread, whatever he had open for you to come out today on the window we miss it my people destroy for what reason but if my people who are called by my name will do what humble themselves and pray so the first thing is is that Jacob's ladder was to show us and and by the way on Jacob's ladder in Hebrew the first rung of that ladder is shabbat so we need to remember the sabbath and keep it one of the 10 suggestions Are you with me? My people destroyed for what reason? But also in Hebrew, and I've got to move quickly, also in Hebrew, the ladder is our access to heaven through prayer. The ladder represents the power of God through prayer. In Jacob's ladder, the latter rose off the earth into heaven. Now watch this. Let me, let me give this to you in a nutshell. If you'll pray, you'll change your world. If we'll pray, if our voice, if your voice will become strong, the hand of the enemy will become weaker. One of us will send 1,000 fleeing. Two of us will send 10,000 fleeing. If we could get 2,000 people, 3,000 people, 10,000 people really understanding that prayer is not just a religious exercise, prayer is the power to change the world we live in today. We can change it. There is no answer in the, in, the, in the natural for the economy. Come on, there's no stimulus package coming. It's not happening. The only, body, only people washing and giving money to are the people who already have money. But God will open the windows of what? And pour us out such a blessing. If my people will pray. Now watch this. But here's the Hebrew understanding of this. When you come up the ladder of prayer, when you spiritually climb out of this world into the presence of God through prayer, God will speak to you the mysteries of the kingdom on one condition. That if God speaks to you, or he will actually, he will only speak to you if he knows what he tells you to bless you, you will take it back down the ladder and be a blessing to others. Now we're going to get into this. Now listen to what I'm saying. You've got to understand, everything Jesus taught, he taught in Hebrew. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Father, teach me, lead me, guide me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now watch this. Do not ask yourselves, who shall ascend and who shall descend? For the kingdom of heaven ...is in you. No, you're not hearing it. You're not hearing it. You're not hearing it. Hear this. Do not say, who will ascend and bring Christ down? Or who will descend and bring Christ up? Paul says, don't ask that. Stop asking that. For the kingdom of heaven is in you. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loosen on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now look at me. They came to Jesus. Jewish people. Jewish people are taught since the time they can speak to pray three times a day. So they already passed if my people. They're already praying but when Jesus prayed, they felt something different. When Jesus prayed, it wasn't just a Hail Mary full of grace, rub-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost who eats the fastest gets the most. Father, bless me on my job today. Hey, watch out, stupid! In the name of Jesus. Right? When Jesus prayed... Blind eyes opened. When Jesus prayed, cripples walked. When Jesus prayed, gold coins came out of fishes' mouths. So they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. It is amazing. Every Christian knows that scripture. And 999 of the percent of the Christians totally miss it. Every Christian knows that scripture. When you pray, say, Our Father, heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Isn't that what it says? But then when Christians pray, they say, Jesus, heal me. He said, That's not what I said. Jesus, bless me. I didn't ta- I, I I said I did not say to pray that way. Jesus, touch my family. Lord, teach us how to pray. Every Christ, We sing it in choir. We teach it. Our Father, who art in heaven. Then when we pray, we, we skip right by our Father and we pray, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not say. Now listen to me. Listen to me. The voice of Jacob becomes strong. Then the hand Of cancer, of racism, of poverty, of death, of anger will become weak. If our voice becomes strong, the enemy will be pushed back. Do not say who will go to heaven for us. Jesus, heal me. It's finished. Jesus, bless me. Stop it. Jesus says in John 16, I will not go to the Father for you. I'm not climbing up the ladder. I'm not going up the ladder and going behind the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is open that you go boldly before the throne of God. Jesus will not climb the ladder for you. It's already been climbed. The kingdom of heaven is in you. Come on, somebody give him praise. Oh, but Pastor Larry, I can't go in there without Jesus. You're right. When Jesus hung on that cross, in the garden he bled Sweat great drops of blood to buy back every drug addict and alcoholic's willpower at the whipping post by his stripes we were healed at the crown of thorns he broke the spirit of poverty and debt and failure And he put it in his hands. He said, everything you put your hands to, I'm going to call to the prosper in his feet. Every place you put the sole of your feet, in his side to heal every brokenhearted. He went to the gates of hell, stomped on the devil's forehead, took the keys of life and death, took the keys of poverty and prosperity, took the keys of health and sickness, took the keys of failure and victory, and he gave them to you. He gave them to you. Do not say, who will go to heaven for me? Jesus, would you go? No. Jesus, would you do this? No. Jesus, would you do that? No. It's finished. The Holy of Holies is ripped open. Now all you got to do is go on in there and climb that ladder. And you know what? You don't even have to climb. You don't it's not even hard. Because to climb this ladder, oh, it seems rickety and it seems dangerous and how far to have to climb? You don't even have to climb because the kingdom of heaven is not up there. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Because the kingdom of heaven is in you. Let me give you one more. Can we change the world? Not only can we, we must. What happens? What happens if... I stand up here, and you hold up your offering, and I say, Father, I bind poverty. Father, I rebuke, devour. Father, I release businesses, favor. Well, if I pray that way, one will send a thousand fleeing. But what if we come in agreement and together we say, we bind, but what if we begin to multiply, we rebuke. What if we begin to get multitudes of people joining together and saying, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. The devil will come to us and say, who do you think you are? And we will say, we are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And the Bible says that he will do, listen to me. I'm going I'm to go there this next Sunday. He will do miracles according to the spirit of God that lives in you. Here's the king of heaven. He's in your life, and you're saying, Jesus, do this, and Jesus, bless me. And then all of a sudden, we realize when our voice becomes strong, the enemy becomes weak. How? Whatever I bind on earth, it is bound in heaven. But if one will send a thousand fleeing, two will send 10,000 fleeing. We can change the world by the power of almighty God. If you're ready, give him a clap offering of praise.